Moncrief on News Talk. Now, the media, particularly though the American media, obsession with Gen Z continues, with the Wall Street Journal claiming that the whole new thing for 20-somethings is to go to bed at nine o'clock at night. Apparently, they're averaging nine and a half hours sleep every night. The Guardian columnist Tim Dowling decided to literally lie down on the job by copying this behaviour for a week. Afternoon, Tim. Afternoon. Uh, What would your normal habits have been, Tim? Uh, normally, I mean, I would go to bed at about, I suppose, 11, 11.30. Right. OK. Kind of, you know. Last time I went to bed at nine was when someone made me go to bed at nine. <laughs> yes. So, and, and the Waltz, why, why are, are Generation Z doing this kind of thing? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, to me, it sounded like one of those trends in search of participants. But that, that average that you talked about, nine hours, 28 minutes, that's if you think that's the average, what are the outliers doing? Mm. Uh, and uh, oh, you know, one, one person was quoted saying, for me, nothing good happens after 9 p.m. <laughs> that's not, everything good happens after 9 p.m. <laughs> Where do they live that they think that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, are they living at all? I mean, they have, they have no evening. They obviously they go to work at some point. They have to eat. What's left? Yeah. Well, maybe that person lives in the Arctic Circle or something. <laughs> in perpetual <laughs> darkness a lot of the time. So I imagine then, if if you know you're you're normally going to bed around eleven o'clock, then if you try to go to bed at nine, uh, yeah. what, what your body clock is screaming at you. What am I doing here? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first emotion I had was resentment, but then uh, someone, a uh, sleep coach I talked to, said that you're basically giving yourself jet lag when you do that. It's like you've gone to Greenland for the weekend and you're trying to adjust. Oh, God. Um, uh, and of course I couldn't sleep, you know, and I could, you know, it's the other thing is I normally go to bed after my wife. And now I'm going to bed a good hour and a bit before my wife. And uh, uh, I just feel ridiculous. I'm sitting up in bed listening to her watch TV. Yeah. And was she watching anything good? She's watching, uh, uh, I don't know, it's the end. Uh, she's watching a documentary <laughs> about Boris Becker, which I was really annoyed to miss. At that oh, point. and she didn't tell you all about it afterwards, just no, to, just to uh, rub it in a bit. Now, uh, now, Tim, in the course of writing about this, did talk to various kind of sleep expert people. It, it, to a, a certain extent, is it, this is all in our genes anyway, how much sleep we need or what time we go to bed at. Yeah, there are probably three main factors, and one of them is definitely... Uh, your your genes. We're sort of divided into larks and uh, owls, I suppose. Depending on what time of the day you're most productive, you will naturally gravitate towards a bedtime that that allows you to either go to wake up late or wake up early, depending on which you prefer. And it's hard to shift that. The yeah. other things that govern it are the amount of light you get, and I guess habit, uh, and then to a lesser extent the time of year. Yeah. So on your on the first night you did this. You couldn't go to sleep. Did you wake up at more or less the same time you always wake up? Yeah, (laughs) more or less exactly the same time. You know, I I think on the second night I found that I've been in bed for 11 hours when I finally got up. And I just, it's ridiculous. Oh, God. Yeah. And on the second night, did you, uh, did it get any easier? Did you kind of develop any strategies to get yourself to go to sleep? I brought, the first thing I did was I, 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 you know, everybody these days, we all have a rule about not bringing too many screens with us to bed because we think it interferes with Mm. our sleep hygiene people call it and i just gave up on that rule and i brought everything to bed with me you know i thought you know because you feel trapped you feel like a hostage i just <laughs> so i thought i'm not gonna have enough to do i'm gonna be up till midnight you know so i've got to bring things to do i've yeah. got piles of books and my laptop and my phone and crossword puzzles anything it's like yeah. being in a hospital and did that help 
Well, I mean, the first night I read 75 pages of my book. <laughs> Normally it might be two, two sentences and then you go to sleep. Uh, I suppose as the week wore on, I got, uh, I got, I fell asleep sooner and sooner, but I, but I was much slower to wake up earlier and earlier. So it, it took a long time for me to catch up in the mornings. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. So then by like, okay, so towards the end, you know, you did, as I understand it on Wednesday, you're in it, but you have a, your band was over for practice. So, so yeah. that, that was, that was kind of. I couldn't get rid of them. Uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, sure, you couldn't. Uh, so, <laughs> but but by the end of the week, we it, it seems like you had this odd sensation where maybe you were getting more sleep, but you felt more tired. I felt, yeah, I really did feel exhausted. And I just, the other thing is I felt like my circadian rhythm had been blown apart. I was waking in the middle of the night and I was, I, you know, I was concerned. You know, I never really thought about sleep. Well, either I slept well or badly. It wasn't a particular overriding concern of mine. And I started worrying about it. And this is a new thing that we all have is sleep anxiety caused by the belief that none of us are getting enough sleep. Yeah. And of course, if you go to bed and you're saying to yourself, I should go to sleep now. Yeah. That's the last thing that's going to happen. That's <laughs> exactly. Someone said to me, going to sleep is a really passive, uh, passive process. It's like growing a beard. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. But she said, if you, if you, if you think a lot about growing a beard, that won't stop you growing a beard. If you think too much about going to sleep, that will keep you awake. Yeah. So the, it, well, would it be the case that probably people who think are, are actually getting more sleep than they think they're getting if they, you know, if they suffer from a bit of insomnia? Yes. I mean, well, it's, the, insomniacs tend to underreport how much sleep they get. And then a lot of people who are keen on sleep sort of overreport. If you spend 11 hours in bed, like I did, um, you are very unlikely to be getting 11 hours sleep. You know, you're more like, it's very hard to change the amount of sleep you need or uh, there's the amount of sleep you need and the amount of sleep you get, whether they whether they tally or not, are genetically governed. Yeah. So you can't really, you can't get too much sleep. Yeah. Well, you 11 stay, hours you, though. You can stay in bed too long. I certainly did. Yeah. You probably end up, the only thing you get is bed sores. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too long in there. I hadn't really thought about that. And, and when you could go back to, you know, being a grown up again, uh, did, uh, you know, how did you celebrate that? Um, I stayed up really late. I stayed up till midnight and uh, I was exhausted because I was, I wasn't used to it. And uh, I, I think I got up at quarter past eight this morning. Yeah. Was there uh, so then? Was there anything, Tim, to recommend this lifestyle change? Not, not, no, not one single thing. Yeah. The next time, I, the next time I go to bed at nine, it'll be someone making me. Yeah. A generation Z, though. Mother of God. <laughs> Where I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They don't know themselves. Tim, they don't know themselves. Tim, thanks a million for talking to us today. That was uh, uh, Tim Darling, there, uh, the Guardian columnist. Moncrief weekdays at two p.m. on News Talk.